Hey, Coder Girls and Allies. Welcome to another episode of Girls Who Code, the podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Alexis, and we're your hosts. Today, we are recording at our annual hackathon, Girls Who Hack 2022. In our last episode, we learned a lot about Girls Who Hack from our hackathon co-directors, Srini and Allison. Now we are live at the hackathon, and we have a bunch of hackers and organizers here with us. Thank you guys so much for being here today with us. We're so excited to hear about how the hackathon has been going for you all and what you're excited for tomorrow. Yes, exciting. Okay, so let's get started. Can you all introduce yourselves? So your name, your major, where you're from, and what you've been up to today. I'll start. Um, so hello, my name is Lily Gomez. I am a fourth year. I'm studying computer science from Woodbridge, Virginia. And today I've been attending some workshops. So I heard from our CEO, which was awesome in the morning. And then I've been hacking for the first time. I've never like hacked at a hackathon. So it's been very exciting. Um, Alexis, congrats on hacking. I'm so excited for you and to see your project. I'm Alexis Osipoth. I'm a fourth year. I'm from Virginia Beach. I'm majoring in CS in the college and minoring in French. And yeah, today I've been kind of browsing around, love taking photos of you all for PR and things like that. So it's been really nice getting to know some new hackers and those who are interested in CS. Hi, my name is Mara Hart. I actually graduated from the University of Virginia back in December, and I came back. I flew in from Seattle, Washington, as a major league hacking coach. So it's really exciting. I think the last Girls Who Hack I was at was the first one, which was digital. And the fact that there's $15,000 in prizes and all these raffles, it kind of makes me wish I came back as a hacker, but I'm so insanely proud of everyone. All right, my name is Pragnia. I am a fourth year CS major. I'm from Ashburn, Virginia, so Nova. Um, and yeah, I'm here as an organizer. So I've just been here all day making sure everyone has everything that they need. And yeah, I'm super excited to see everyone's submissions tomorrow. All right, hello. So I am Wamia. I am a fourth year CS major as well. Um, I am from Gainesville, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Um, and I am also here as an organizer. So I've just been running around all day, making sure everything is running smoothly. Um, and really just like helping out our hack directors to make sure everything is running smoothly so yeah very excited to see all of the great work that you guys have been doing over the last few hours um and yeah hi my name is Srini I am a third year studying CS and minoring in data science and I'm from Ashburn Virginia I am one of the hack directors and I've been here all day just making sure that everything has been going as planned and I'm so excited to see so many people in person today Hi, everyone. So I'm Alina Momin. I uh, am originally from Auburn, Alabama. However, uh, I go to school at University of Maryland, Baltimore County, um, and I'm here as a major league hacking coach. Uh, so I flew in yesterday and I've you know gotten to meet a lot of great organizers. They've put in some awesome work and there's a lot of cool hacks going on. So the hackers are doing a great job. Um, I've gone to run a few uh, mini events and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing people come out to our Bob Ross event tomorrow morning and um, just seeing the hacks that people have been working on over the weekend. 
My name is Allison. I'm a third year studying CS. I'm from McLean, Virginia, and I'm one of the directors. Um, so I've also been just like running around all day and going to a little bit of everything and making sure everything's going smoothly. Um, and tomorrow I'm excited to see all the projects that people made and for the closing ceremony where we announce all the prizes. Yay. Thank you all for being here. We're so happy to see you all. Is this anyone's first hackathon? I'm not sure if any of us, but I know Lily, you said this is your first time hacking. So if it's your first time hacking or if you're it's your first time here. What's it been like for you? Yeah, like I said, um, it's my first time actually making a project. In the past, I've just gone to the workshops because I think they're super interesting, but I've never sat down and coded an idea, which I always thought was a little daunting. But this weekend kind of was the perfect storm, and I feel like I have the time and I have the imagination. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited to see what it's like. So far, so good. Are you working in a team? I do have a partner, which we did the scavenger hunt together, mm -hmm. which was awesome. And I think we're going to work on it more tomorrow. But right now, I've just been designing it. And we'll see where, when the coding gets started. We'll see. Can you spoil it for us? I think so. I think so. Um, I don't think you all will steal the idea from me <laughs> um but I really want the drone guys um, yeah <laughs> so I was looking at like the futuristic category and this isn't too futuristic but I was thinking about the theme of hack to the future and I was like also thinking about what I felt like I would need or what other women in STEM would need and I wanted to make an app that was hack your future. And it was, it will be hopefully um, a good resource for um, girls to figure out how to negotiate job offers or internship offers, because I know that um, women typically or statistically don't negotiate as much as men do. Um, so I wanted to have the app with like the information on why you should negotiate, how you can do that, resources to do that. And then I was also thinking I could have it as like figure out how to incorporate a motivational bot in there because <laughs> um, I love inspirational quotes and I feel like it would be so fun to like, I don't know, click through some motivational quotes before you go into an interview or negotiation. Um and then I was like, maybe I could incorporate tips on interviewing too. So just overall professional development on scoring like the best future. Um, yeah. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens. That's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, and also I really like your domain name. So maybe you could <laughs> submit it as a .tech domain name and see where you build that your future yeah. great idea if anyone re listens to this and she wins the prize we did not rig this <laughs> <laughs> just to put that out there it's well, just a conversation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good i want to hear from the organizers what it's been like being behind the scenes and getting fifteen thousand dollars worth of prizes like what has been like the most I guess, exciting conversation that you've had with like companies or something like a workshop that you've been really excited planning that you've either seen through or waiting on for tomorrow. 
We reached out to a lot of sponsors. Um, we've heard back from a lot of companies and it was just really exciting getting to meet them um, finally in person today. This is our first time that we're having sponsors um, come in person to table. So I think that was a great success. And it was just really great to put a name to the face because we've been um, we've been meeting um, by email, Zoom, and it was finally great to see them in person today. And um, I think they were really excited to um, talk about their company opportunities and just network with hackers. Um, and yeah, we really couldn't have done this hackathon without them. Um, and all of this money that we have from them has allowed us to um, give a lot of cool stuff as prizes. Lily, like you mentioned, the drones, um, we're giving away iPad, Apple Watches, AirPods. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah, like the same answer as I was going to say. I was looking forward to meeting all the sponsors tabling today. So I was in charge of like finding the keynote speaker. Um, and so for me, something that's been very, very exciting is like, you know, I have been like in contact with like Dr. Tarika Barrett's like team and like making all of that stuff happen. So then when we were finally like there in the opening ceremony, it was just so awesome to see like all of these people like watching her keynote and like really, really feeling inspired from it. Um, and I mean, I'm also very, very excited for the closing ceremony as well. Um, Nisha McRae, she, uh, she's an awesome person as well. Like I've been like reading up on her and stuff. And I also met with her before the hackathon. And like she is so, so wonderful. And I'm really excited to hear like all of the stuff that she talks about um, tomorrow at the closing ceremony. So um, yeah, like the keynote speaker stuff, that's been really, really exciting for me. Yeah. Thank you so much for getting Dr. Tarika Barrett. Um, for our keynote, she was talking about like the diversity in technology and she like mentioned the facial recognition and how that's often like discriminatory against or like doesn't work as well um, for like people of color. And I thought it was just so, so interesting and Im impactful that she was talking about that because I've been like doing a lot of that kind of research in my classes too. So it made me happy that she was thinking about that and she was telling us to think about that. And I'm sure she's telling plenty of other yeah. girls who code <laughs> chapters right. around um, the nation about it. So I'm excited that the whole prospect of using your technology education for good and better diversification in the field is getting out. So it's exciting. So another really cool thing that she brought up was the whole pay gap issue, yeah. you know, yeah. like in general jobs, the whole labor market, black women make 67 cents a dollar of like a white man, but in tech it's 90 cents to a dollar. So I always hear people talk about, oh, you should work in tech, you make money. And like, yes, like that's always nice. But I did not realize that when it came to industry, especially in an industry as I think not diverse as tech. Um, I think we're really starting to break into there. Now you have the smaller wage gap and it's like you're showing that such a lucrative field isn't necessarily based off of paying people different just because of like their race or their gender. And it's like, if tech can do it, how do we make that go into other groups? And how can we make that like 90 cents go to a dollar? Yeah. So I don't know, that was really cool to learn.
That's definitely, I think her whole speech was just really inspiring, especially at the end, you know, talking about imposter syndrome. It's amazing to see someone in a position as her, someone who's an educator, someone who's a CEO now, like using their position to further like express these important things and issues that we need to take care of. I think that's incredible and I really admire her. She did a wonderful job also talking about her own past like experiences, right? So she's someone who has lived in multiple countries and, you know, grew up in like two places at once and tying those experiences into what she actually brings to the field, right? Her understanding of the world comes from her own experiences and the way that she's expressing the need for that, like through, you know, bridging those diversity gaps is, is so important in tech right now because we all, you know, I feel like Girls Who Hacks is, is, you know, like has a similar mission where we're trying to bring that diversity in. We're saying, hey, like different experiences actually help our industry because we are more aware of what's going on in various lives and we can, you know, build technologies and solutions based on things that people actually need. All very exciting. I am very passionate about diversity in STEM and tech and I'm yeah I guess we all are (laughs) but um, I'm taking like a race and power and gender and sexuality class right now it's like a women and gender sexuality class but like we're in like the technology section of our class because apparently we have a technology section we just got done with reproduction but it's talking about all of like these things and just yeah so exciting so interesting is there anything like new you learned or really interesting that stood out Mm, we were talking about this is just the most recent thing that I learned we were just talking about how the racial tech recognition exactly what Dr. Tariko was talking about um how it was like less accurate for people of color but what I didn't realize was that like there were um like the police in San Francisco were trying to use it and they actually banned in San Francisco police use of that technology because of how like risky it was. And we were watching a documentary about it and it someone had said um, how ironic it was that the people who quote unquote made the sausage didn't want to use it. So <laughs> it was just ironic that like San Francisco, like Silicon Valley, like where tech lives, um like hasn't trusted it enough to use it in the way that it needs to be used or not even needs to be used but in the way that it might have been intended to be used so um just room for growth and that's why it's so important to incorporate more diverse people into tech in order to ensure that these issues don't continue and we're able to make changing growth mm-hmm. another fact apparently <laughs> apparently they were trying to use facial recognition again um or facial technology at like the border crossings to try to like re- evaluate if people are able to um like enter the country or not maybe to um like speed up the process or make it easier for the people who work there um but in this like journal it was talking about how like how could this technology be accurate or useful if the people who are making it aren't diverse and they aren't testing 
or if the model is being trained on a group of people who aren't diverse and it's being tested on a group of people who aren't diverse. So what the people that it's intended to be used on are diverse or at least people of color. So it was just, once again, <laughs> another, another reason that um, tech should be diversified. Um, so it has those samples, quote unquote, or has the input of different backgrounds so that it's more um, accurate or less risky. So yeah, that's what I've been learning in class. <laughs> that sounds like a great course. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. So on the note of diversity, I wanted to talk to you guys about seeing people in person today. So from your experience having the hackathon virtually and last semester or last year it was hybrid and now it's more in person. What do you guys think about those who came and like seeing the, the number of people who are interested in hacking? Like, what did you think today? What was really interesting, so MLH hosts a cybersecurity capture flag about Snake. And at that event, we raffled off a Lego set. And this, this girl won, she's a third year. And I was, as I was walking out, I realized we, we used to volunteer together in high school. We were like, we looked so familiar, but I just assumed I knew her from classes. And then she's like, did we go to the same high school? Both of us were wrong. We volunteered together. But I like asked her, I was like, oh, so are you a CS major now? And she goes, no, I'm chemistry. And I think I forgot the other one, but it's a science one. And I was like, oh, so why a hackathon? And she was like, it just seemed cool. Like she runs a lot of code in her major, but like doesn't make it herself. And now she's, she's like, this seems really interesting. I want to learn. And so what I love about hackathons, especially when they be like, when they're are in person, I feel like you can always make deeper connections than when you're talking through a discord server, even though it was the best we could do during the pandemic. Now in person, you get to have these experiences. It's a little easier to teach things and you get to meet people who are just like, you know what, I decided to just like come on campus, sit in on a couple of workshops and now I'm learning about coding. So phenomenal. I love, I love, love, love that Girls Who Code and Girls Who Hack really is about all majors and not just like women specifically studying computing sciences. And I think that's something that we can, um, you know, express as, you know, hackathon um, enthusiasts is that we want this to be an inclusive environment, right? We want people from different backgrounds talking about diversity again. We want people who are chemists. We want those people who are doing physics because we as um, people in CS or comp B have technical knowledge about, you know, technologies and what we can incorporate as solutions. But then we also have people who come from various backgrounds in STEM who have understanding of, oh, this is something that we could incorporate into, you know, with COVID, for example, there were a lot of people coming to hackathons, building things that were meant to track um, the cases that were happening. And that came from people who understood how um, symptom tra tracking works. And, um, you know, like from different backgrounds where they're like, oh, this is some insight I have in a completely different field. Maybe it's math, maybe it's um, physics, maybe it's, you know, space, whatever. Um, and we have the other half of that puzzle piece where we're saying, okay, I know how to do something physical with this. I can manipulate data. Um, I can, you know, build something that allows us to see this data. Um, we can build websites and putting that together actually helps 
Packers build the MVP that they're trying to build over the weekend, right? So that's always exciting. I think also just to add on to that is that like we, you know, um, earlier today we like met, uh, you know, two people were just like kind of looking around. They they were just like asking us like, oh, like, you know, what is this event and stuff like that. And it turns out they were like on vacation and um, one of them was like a UVA alum and one of them was like an educator. And so they were like, oh, you know, like, is there any way we can like maybe help out? And we were like, you know, like, we're we're doing judging tomorrow um I don't know if you guys have time but if you guys would like like we would love to have you and that like the educator was like oh like I don't know I don't have any coding experience like I don't know if I'm like qualified for this job and then we were like no like honestly like we would love to have like your perspective specifically for like we have like our um like an education um best education hack prize track and like we were like you know that might be like a great place for you to judge like we would love to get your perspective so that we can see like what you feel like as an educator like is something that you could actually see being used in like an education setting um so you know going back to like the need to have like all these diverse perspectives you know um you can you can build a tool but it it's honestly it's only as useful as um the people who are going to use it feel like it's useful if that makes sense so like um yeah i, I really big proponent for like having more diverse perspectives people who are outside of like just the cs majors and even in our reg like when we were like um promoting the event we made it very clear that like this is like a beginner friendly event this is an event that like really like you come in wanting to learn how to code so even if you have no experience we have workshops that you can go to to get and gain experience and then you can build a hack that like you are proud of that like speaks to your like your values and like um, you know, whatever background that you come from. So, um, yeah, I really feel like that's something definitely very important. Another question I had was, what motivated you guys to join as MLH coordinators and organizers? Okay. Uh, so I actually direct um, Hack UMBC at uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Um, and I've been part of the organization for four years. So I've been a part of hackathons for four years, just going to events. Um, and it's a community that I love so much because there's it's it's like really it's this gathering of innovation and like minds that want to come together and build something and I don't think there's any other event that I know of that does it like a hackathon does right like who gives you 24 hours and says build an MVP right like you can go to all the entrepreneurship classes and you go through you know a process great but we are about moving fast, breaking things. That's what tech is about, right? Like we want to get in there, get our hands dirty and see what we can come up with. We can figure out how to develop it and change it up and what we want to do like as we move forward later. But hackathons really allow people to come in and say, okay, what do I want to build? How can I make this happen? How can I find resources, either mentors, partners that want to work on this idea? And how can we make something happen? Like how can we move fast, break things and then, you're in this like time crunch that you that you're you know doing all the learning that you can over the weekend so you learn a lot in a short period of time and it might not be completely polished but you're learning more than you even realize because by the time you get to the demo you're like oh wow I actually have something that it might be breaking like halfway but it works I have a framework right this something I can present to someone and they might give me suggestions on it or say oh that's a great idea like how about did you think about this you know um and so being a part of that like environment I feel like helps 
flourish like, like all of our creativity like even the organizers you come in and you're like whoa hackers are like coming up with all these awesome ideas I would have never thought about that like you come up with a social good um you know category and then you see like ideas that you're like oh that's a solution that I didn't think about that we needed right um and yeah I, I I like being a part of that community I like um you know being able to organize my own hackathon and being a part of MLH allows me to go to other hackathons and the way that the organization works right like all of you working on you know there's so many moving parts like it's a big logistics you know uh process like and y'all are all students that are you know putting together an event like this have busy lives but the fact that you are also in as enthusiastic as the hackers are to put an event together like this is something that speaks of you know your dedication to this community and it's a global community right like we want this to flourish and we all are part of something so i feel like you know to a lot of to a degree like we are on the same page we all want to be a part of something that makes us feel like we want to grow this community that's so eloquently said why should go first <laughs> So why did I become an MLH coach? So I applied realistically, shallow. Um, I needed a job. It it pays well and it works really well with the college level, like college lifestyle. I actually I the first girls who hack I met an MLH coach and they were like we're hiring. I was like wow I could use a job. Hackathons seem cool and like I could use a job. <laughs> but what I really like noticed as I started working was maybe in the back of my head I knew this, but I wasn't necessarily thinking about it. When I started Girls Who Code, I was here for a community and free stuff. Um, <laughs> community because I knew I want to do tech. Even when I didn't understand tech, I knew I wanted to do it. I literally I applied to UVA and chose UVA because. If I didn't know how to do CS, I could just drop out and be an econ major. <laughs> like, thank God it didn't happen. <laughs> but um, and then for free stuff, I you know free stuff. I didn't want there to be a financial barrier when it came to pursuing tech because some of the stuff gets expensive. And I realized there's a lot of overlap in why I started Girls Who Code and what MLH does. The only difference is that MLH has allowed me to travel to a lot of different hackathons where I can see all the different cultures, all the different teams. And now we're providing, we're a part of something that's worldwide and like half a million hackers, which that number has grown. Like a year ago, it was 100,000. So phenomenal. But being a part of this, you really start to see like all the ins and outs. It's, it's about kind of defeating the stereotypes because everyone, everyone has told me when I was going into CS or like, oh, you're just going to be in a basement back, like <laughs> hunched over, you're in the dark, and you're just tapping away. Um, and I actually remember I was, when I was visiting my cousin, she lives in another country, the culture is a little bit different. And she asked me like, oh, what are you doing in school? And I said, I do computer science. And she's like, like a hacker. She didn't speak English and I didn't speak her language. So it was a little lost in translation. So she was like, computer science hacker. And I was like, yeah, kind of. And she goes, isn't that like a man's job? And it wasn't out of like malice or anything, but it was really like only men that she knows has done it. And right now, MLH is actually really big about being gender inclusive and bringing up that percentage of women where um, 
they actually they host a lot of gender inclusive events like they just acquired tech together which is all about bringing like lifting up marginalized genders and they also sponsor hackathons like girls who hack so it was really amazing to you know combine the realistic necessity of having a job that works with your hours especially when you're in college and helps you you know not worry about books or rent as well with having that line with the passion of building a community eliminating financial barriers and really feeling like the essence of a hackathon. I will just say for anyone who wants a job in college, I'm a, I work full-time right now and I still have this part-time job because I just genuinely love doing it. It's apply. That's all I can say. Just apply. It'll be such a blast. And you don't even know, need to know how to code. It's all logistics and support mm -hmm. and community. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thank you guys for sharing. That's awesome. I'm excited to see what MLH has in store the next couple of years. I think it's going to keep on growing for sure. Do you all have any advice for future hackers? Um, in terms of advice, I think the most important thing I can think of is, especially at a hackathon, if you don't have an idea or you don't have a specific technology that you know that you want to use for a hackathon, I would definitely not let that deter you from entering a hackathon or starting a project. I think forming an idea can literally be anything as small as like everyday inconveniences in your life to something as big as, um, I don't know, a problem in your community, in your local community even. So it really doesn't have to be anything big or small, like nothing is um, an insignificant idea when it comes to being a part of a hackathon. And in terms of using the technology, I think it's always interesting to just use whatever's at, I guess, as part of your resources. So at our hackathon, we have Arduinos, we have Raspberry Pis, we have Google Cloud credits and things like that. So that can really go a long way in terms of coming up with a hackathon idea and also executing it. So I think that'd be my main advice is to just don't let um, maybe a lack of idea or a lack of expertise in a certain technology deter you from starting um, your project. The biggest advice I would give is like, don't ever kind of get deterred that you may not know enough to join a hackathon, um, especially our hackathon is completely beginner friendly. Um, so like any, like as little as code that you know, or as much as you know, it, like, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, we're here for the network, the community, um, and just kind of like expanding our skills and just growing um, growing as um, an educator or a student. Um, so yeah, just like don't ever don't ever think low of yourself um, because all of us here come in with different experiences, different passions. And um, yeah, there's never like a wrong way to get started with coding. And um, I think our hackathon is a great way to do that. Kind of going off of that, like, hackathons are definitely like never doubt yourself and like just kind of go for it like um I know my first hackathon I was like completely unsure of like what I wanted to do until like I had like epiphany like I like registered for it and then like I had an epiphany like three days before like the hackathon and I was like you know what like I want to do a project on this like and then like I was like okay you know what I'll like get together a team and um <clears throat> like 
talk to them about it and see if it'll like if if they think that it's something that's that we, we can do and it was like honestly like it was such an interesting experience I like I remember I used unity and like that was like it's it's hard you know like it's like a completely new technology and like I learned we, we all learned it from scratch and like I'm not gonna say that it was like we, we came out of it with like the most amazing project or anything like that you know it was it was very much like very bare bones but we learned so much from it and like I like to say that hackathons are like what you make of them if that makes sense so like like whatever you want to get out of it like make a, make a goal of like what you want to get out of the hackathon and like try and achieve that you know so if you want to like learn a new technology just like dedicate the weekend to like learning that technology and like building something with that technology or if you just like want like if you have like it's really just like what you want to make out of it and um yeah that's like the advice that I'll give that just like make yourself a goal and then try and see how much you can achieve towards that goal over the weekend so yeah yeah, kind of just going off of um, like how a hackathon is what you make of it. I'd say just like go to as many workshops you think are interesting, just like try out new skills or learn a new skill that you think would be cool. And also like network because you never know who you'll meet. You never know what friends you'll make. And ultimately, those are the things that will last longer than like a project you'll or like code that you'll write during a weekend like those friends can probably help you in classes and future hackathons too so just like put yourself out there um and don't be afraid to try new things um my advice for hackers is is to go for it um it took i don't know how many hackathons for me to actually sit down and write something and i don't know if it was just because of my free time or because I'm a fourth year and I feel like I quote unquote should have the knowledge to do it, but I could have done this years ago. I could have just come up with, I came up with my idea today. You could just spend 30 minutes, come up with a fun idea and do your best trying to figure out how to at least start it. And if you finish it or not, you end the weekend with, I don't know, an idea at the very least. So I say go for it. I love that advice. I will say for me, my first hackathon was actually Tech Together Seattle and it was virtual. And um, I remember I just did it with some of my friends and we just, it was first hackathon I ever did. And we decided to do a project and we simultaneously won best AR VR and um, epic fail. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, Anything I learned from that is if you put yourself out there, if you try, you know, you never know what will happen. You can win the epic fail and also the best act (laughs) and it can work out. And on top of that, like what Allison said, you know, I think community is such a big component about hackathons, you know, connecting with other people, making friends, making connections. I feel like that's so important and you know, we're all here for the same reasons. We want to increase the number of women in STEM. And so, yeah. Oh, I do have something. Okay. Oh, fun fact. I'm actually going to tech together in Seattle oh. next, no, next month. That's so coaching. fun. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so my advice to hackers is realize a hackathon isn't just about hacking. And I'm talking about even just working on your project because for me, we had a prod, we, 
Danielle and I, the co-founder of Girls Who Code, we decided to go to a hackathon. It was actually Danielle's first hackathon because we want to do Girls Who Hack. And we're like, well, you know, we have to at least go to one. <laughs> so we ended up going to California because we were like, we've never been. And while we were there, we we're like, we're just checking out workshops. We're not going to put the stress of doing a project because we're just here to learn how to organize. Well, it was spring break 2020 pandemic. So it was early enough in the pandemic that people were still hosting in person, but it had not yet been spring break. So not schools hadn't shut down yet. But we showed up. A lot of sponsors had gone virtual or like didn't show up. So the previously packed weekend was now a few workshops that were often being live streamed and we didn't like it didn't have the infrastructure to do that because it was such a last minute change to the pandemic. And around 3 p.m. that day, we had been there since nine in the morning, 3 p.m. that day, we're like, we had to do something with our time. Like, otherwise we're just sitting around and just twiddling our thumbs. So we decided, okay, let's hack. And I remember texting someone, I was like, you know, what idea should we do? They like threw something out and I was like, they threw out like, they threw out an idea, a hack. We were going for best social good because I ended up winning a internship. So we want to check that out. We did not win that, spoiler alert, but we were aiming for that. So I was like, what's a good hack? I texted, I texted someone and they were like, do something for like children in war-torn countries. And then we ended up kind of pivoting a little bit towards helping children's, who are, children who are like survivors of abuse. And it wasn't a technically advanced project. It was a website, HTML and CSS. I used the bootstrap template. We had a forum iframe embedded. So I literally just got, got the line of code for an iframe. <laughs> And Danielle actually worked on a chatbot using Microsoft and like machine learning. And we kind of hard coded a conversation. <laughs> but at that point, I learned that a hackathon, this was not technically impressive, but the way we demoed it was really what mattered. We got to learn about our demoing skills, our public speaking, and really what proof of concept was and what that people look for potential. I think it's like, a little metaphorical about life you know it's not necessarily about where you are right now but what you can be in the future but that really is what hackathons are they're about innovation they're about creativity they're about what can happen not just like what is happening right now it's like what can you change and so my advice to hackers would be when you're hacking don't just think about your code don't just think about you know, what you're making in the next 24 hours. Think about what can you make in the next 24 days, 24 months, etc. I love that. I love that so much. I think there's been some uh, great advice here. And just to echo what everyone said, um, you know, getting involved in like your first hackathon. I also remember my first hackathon. I was like a first year uh, computer engineering student. And I was like, okay, like, I don't really know what this is all about, but I want to get involved. And I ended up, you know, I was like, okay, I can play around with some circuits or, or something. And um, I found a group of people who were definitely more technical advanced than, than I was. We didn't win anything that weekend. I played around with some Arduinos and, um, you know, added lights to our, uh, uh, project. It was actually quite silly, but um, it was enough to get me involved in the community and made me want to come back. Now, four years later, I have had so many experiences in the hackathon community and I've come back for the community, right? Like, um, so it's been, how do I, you know, 
go from like my first hackathon to, um, you know, am I going to keep going to hackathons? What do I want my involvement to be? And, you know, figuring out, okay, like, yes, I can build a project. What does that project look like over time? But what does my involvement look like over time? You know, um, maybe you become an organizer, maybe then you end up directing um, an event and maybe then you become an MLH coach. And that's what happened for me. And, you know, I've gotten to see various aspects of what hackathons are. And I would have never guessed, like as going to my first hackathon, having a conversation about what a hackathon was before I even registered, I would have never imagined that I would be where I am today um, sitting around with other organizers who are just as passionate doing, you know, doing what we're doing, like organizing hackathons and going to hackathons and supporting the people who are out here. Um, so yeah, you never know where you'll end up in a few years. I also forgot a pivotal part is that that technically an impressive, unimpressive project actually won three awards. So we won the best Facebook community hack, the, um, a Microsoft hack, like, Hack for Good, and then Google Cloud. And that Microsoft prize, we actually got $1,000 donated to charity. We chose Girls Who Code, and that's how Girls Who Code at UVA got their first $1,000. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I was going to like ask you to mention that, because that's like how Girls Who Code started. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I realized like I was talking about how much our project wasn't great, <laughs> but we really we spent like two hours working on the PowerPoint and working on recording and we learned how to like hard code what we were doing to make it look good Mm -hmm. and talk about the idea. And that's what impressed people. So while we didn't win the internship, we got Girls Who Code started and I think that was an even better prize. That is impressive (laughs) because that that impact that you you going to your first hackathon, that impact is going to carry on for, and it has for so many years. Yes, yeah, no, beautiful. just like Alina was saying, how look where you could be in a couple of years. And you founded this, yeah. You founded Girls Who Code mm-hmm. at UVA. Y'all are keeping and, it alive. <laughs> and here we are at yes. our hackathon. Mm-hmm. You planted the seed. Y'all no, watered it. <laughs> I remember watching your Instagram stories at the hackathon. I was very impressed. <laughs> does anyone have final thoughts join girls who code at uva yeah <laughs> shameless plug shameless i wish plug. i could like show them show the, the sticker, sticker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you all so much for joining us it's been really really amazing hearing what you all have seen in this hackathon and hackathons that you've already attended and the pen- potential that we have in ourselves and Girls Who Code. Um, yeah, very, very inspirational, very exciting. Um, so join us in two weeks for more Girls Who Code content. And thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. We'll see you again in two weeks. Bye, Bye coders. coders.